Hi guys, welcome to episode 18 of Hi on M with your host, M, of course. Let's take a rip. I don't know what I'm smoking on. I think it's Mac. I'm not sure though. That was great. Okay, so today we have a special guest, one of my mutuals. Um, so I'm going to have her introduce herself and we're going to talk a little bit. My name is Ariana Gabbings, and I run Plant Bitch LA, which is a plants, florals, and newly expanded into cannabis business um, here in Los Angeles, California. How did you get into starting the Plant Bitch LA? So Plant Bitch LA started really organically, actually, no pun intended, but like (laughs) seriously, I worked in fashion for 10 years, and like this was at the beginning of my fashion career, probably back in like 20... 15 or 2016 but we would have these little makers markets at my job um where we would just like everybody made something so we were all designers i worked for this company called allegro it's a it used to be a subsidiary of conair so like the people mm-hmm. that make your hair brushes and stuff mm-hmm. um and my boss was just like this sweet woman named cheryl and she was like you guys are all so creative we should do a makers market like you know you can sell your jewelry you can sell your you know whatever you make Mm -hmm. and I was like well what am I gonna sell like I had no idea (laughs) um so I just started by selling succulents in jars for ten dollars they were like little succulents that I would find in the in the flower district in downtown LA and I would just put them in these mason jars and sell them for ten bucks I remember like one time I spray painted them and I thought it was like so creative so so cool (laughs) Yeah, it was just, like, funny because it started off, like, very small potatoes, like, $10 items, Mm -hmm. like, nothing super crazy, just, like, popped up in a warehouse at my full-time job, you know? (laughs) It's still cool, though. Like, what a way to start. Thank you. Right. It was just, it was definitely something that I had, like, I didn't name it Plant Bitch. I think it was just, like, you know... I'm selling succulents off a table, guys. Like, really? come buy them because I'm a junior designer and I need the cash. Like, <laughs> well, that's so, so cool. yeah, it was um, definitely just kind of like a random start. <laughs> so then you started with plants and then moved over to weed. Yeah, so um, we started, so it was kind of a progressive um transformation of the business it became like an official business in 2018 I had been selling plants for a while um and people would come to me and be like hey will you make me like this custom arrangement or like so it just kind of like started spiraling into like all of these different product categories and then we'd have holidays and people would ask for flowers and I was like okay I guess I saw flowers now that's so Um, cool though yeah I love doing stuff with flowers so I love that Yeah, and I mean, like, I always loved arranging florals. I never, like, had any training on it or anything. I watched, like, some YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's Valentine's Day. And, like, I said that I'm, like, selling plants and stuff. (laughs) So this makes sense. Um, And, again, I was doing this all while I was working full time. So, like, I did this through Allegro. And then they closed their doors. And I started working for Aloe Yoga. Okay. And um, I was... I started in production and then I started designing their accessories eventually. That's awesome. It it was like literally my dream job. So That's like so I cool. was like selling plants on the side and like working at Aloe. It was like very like grind life. Mm-hmm. Like going to events 
after work like right at seven and then like staying out to like one and then like waking up and going to work at seven you know like stuff like that so like it was like pre-pandemic life you know so we were all just going like a million miles a minute and yeah I continued to sell my plants and then the pandemic hit and I got laid off Mm -hmm. because accessories is a smaller product category in general um so I, I was, like, super devastated. I had no idea what to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And Alex, um, she was actually on your show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, you should just lean into Plant Bitch. And she, like, has always been, like, a very big supporter of the business. She's been, like, a good friend of mine for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, so I really started to kind of, like, work on updating the website. I branched out into dried florals. Um, nice. And I did this for, yeah, like, a couple years. We... When the pandemic hit, I was like, what do we do? Like, you know, because, like, I deliver these flowers. Like, on on Valentine's Day, I literally deliver everybody's flowers to their door. Oh, my God. Um, we recently started outsourcing deliveries because okay. it just kind of got to be a lot. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, so I was like, how do I, you know, people are, like, so no contact right now. Mm-hmm. So I started doing the dried florals for Mother's Day, and it was, like, a huge success because we, like, locked down in March, and then May came around, and I was like, I'm going to do this. Nice. Um, yeah, so kind of rode that wave for, I want to say, like, the whole pandemic. Nice. And then I was, and Plant Bitch has always been a very, like, community events-based business. We used to host these things called intention ceremonies, and, I mean, I still do this at my retreats and stuff, too, but there were a lot of, you know, just community events that we would host, and I was like, okay, we have to do an event. Like, Mm -hmm. the doors are opening back up. Like, life is reopening. And I had this idea for Flowers and Flowers Fest, and I was like, you know what? I am going to just, like, make an event, like, 420-friendly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I was just, like, I feel like people want to celebrate. Like, I'm 420-friendly. Um, awesome. Like, let's do it. Yes. You know, so, like, and I, like, Plant Bitch really, you know, wasn't, we weren't posting smoking content. We weren't, you know, doing any of that. But it was just kind of something where I was, like, I just feel like we should do this. Yeah. Um. So I started kind of like putting that event together and it was seriously supposed to just be like a 30 person event like two fold out tables some dried florals the activation is like we're putting together our bouquets together mm-hmm. like nothing ma- and then it, like 420 friendly so like maybe we have a weed sponsor yeah. right and um yeah like it ended up being a 100 plus person event oh, we wow. got tons of rsvps it ended up turning into an entire music festival That's so cool so we put yeah so we put together like a lineup and like we had the dried floral activation and we um had live paint and we put like featured different like di- uh visual artists mm-hmm. and yeah it was just like we had a bunch of vendors to uh stick and poke tattoos like a bunch of really fun stuff henna so we ended, I ended up calling it Flowers and Flowers Fest. That's a good name. And I love that. <laughs> thank you. And it's it's definitely that play on the fact that, like, obviously we're 420 friendly. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, we have the activation that is solely plant bitch. So it's, like, an immersive plant lounge. And you feel like you're just kind of, like, in a jungle. There's the floral activation. 
and it's a place for you to hang out you know I feel like there's so many festivals where like everyone's just so exhausted by the end of the day because there's like nowhere to chill you're Mm -hmm. like sitting on the grass you're like itchy literally I hate Um, that stuff (laughs) water is eight dollars so like we really try to bring like I was like because I grew up going to festivals like I grew Mm -hmm. up going to Warp Tour you know (laughs) so like I was like definitely like one of those scene kids but um like stuff like that I just remember like by the end of the day we were like we loved that but also like we hated that you Mm -hmm. know because we're so exhausted and we're just like stinky and dirty and whatever Mm -hmm. so I was like why don't we do basic things like make water free and like you know I love that I always have a place for people to sit (laughs) you know how can you not have free water and not enough seating for everyone like that's what the basic things that we need there Right, and they're just like, whatever, you guys are 18, like, go sit on the ground, and I'm just like, we're catering to a different audience, too, you know, like, so it's just like, you know, kind of bringing that experience up a notch Mm -hmm. in terms of all festivals, so, and especially in the cannabis space in LA, because it's like a big thing right now. So, yeah, we held the first Flowers and Sours Fest, and I was like, I loved doing that. This is a part of my business model. This is a part of the way we do marketing, and it's a way that we cultivate community. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're doing that again, <laughs> like, immediately. And I was like, but this time, like, Plant Veg has to come out with some sort of cannabis. Like, yeah. we have to have some sort of weed to be able to provide for people so that this is a Plant Veg event, and it is flowers and flowers. Mm-hmm you know so was it hard to like come up with like do the weed like branding thing like how does that like is it easy like is it hard I feel like there's like a lot that could go into it yeah there's a there is a lot um and I definitely want to expand on this for people because I feel like I had no idea like I just want everybody to know that like walking into this I had absolutely no clue what I was doing (laughs) I was just like yeah I'm going to have a cannabis brand and I don't even care if it costs $2 million, (laughs) like whatever, you know, and I was, I don't like, I'm 30 now and I've always been like very bold and had like this kind of brave spirit, Mm -hmm. but like that kind of tenacity has not existed in me since I was probably like 24, you know, when you're just like ruthless and fearless and like young and you're like, whatever, no one can stop me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I became like super inspired by this very, I don't know, like it almost seemed a little impossible to some people. but I literally went on a journey. So I think that what people really need to know is that you don't need a license to sell weed, but you do need a license to sell weed. And what I mean by that is you can use somebody else's license. Um, yes. And that is in the state of California. It's called white labeling and it's definitely the way that a lot of people are starting to go as they partner with other brands. Okay. Um, you definitely have to have something to bring to the table, to the operation, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of, you you know what you have to offer so I have this huge apparel background where I've designed tons of clothes and accessories over the past almost decade Mm -hmm. in the Los Angeles fashion district or fashion industry Mm -hmm. so like for me to you know come to somebody and be like well you know I can help you with apparel and expanding product categories and I also understand marketing very well because I have my own business Mm -hmm. um and like I run my social media and we have like, you know, great insights and things like that. So it's just like being able to be like, listen, like I do have things to offer and I think I can fill gaps in. Um, But it was all about finding a partner. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause like also like I didn't have any connections. Mm -hmm. Like we had a couple weed sponsors that we like 
found by like kind of dropping into dispensaries or emailing people or whatever um for the event and we we worked with paradiso and dovetail and like some really cool brands vico flower nice so like it was really cool to kind of like connect with them but i was like i don't actually have any connections like Mm -hmm. we'll see like i'll just start asking around well that's awesome (laughs) um yeah so i i reached out to this woman that came to flowers and flowers and i was like yo like do you think that i could do this and she's like so sweet and kind and i like has been a great mentor to me but she was just like you want your own license that was kind of what i thought i needed to do yeah. and i was just like yeah like blah, blah, blah. she's like i'm just gonna be really real with you this is gonna cost you a couple mil yeah. and uh, yeah she was like but you know, like I can introduce you to people or like, you know, you could get a loan or like what, you know, you could get a social equity license or you could white label. And I was like, what's white labeling? And she was like, you could use somebody else's license. That's awesome. You just have to find someone to partner with. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. (laughs) I love that though. Like what a way around it. Like that makes it literally exactly. And so I was like, okay, like, do you have anything for me? You know? And she was like, I know one person that you may be able to um, connect with. She connected me with him. And we had a conversation. And I was like, yeah, I'm thinking about white labeling, like, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of told me about his operation. He was like, yep, well, good luck. And I was like, okay, like, do you have, like, any, like, you know, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, do you, like, know of any any farms or, like, anybody that, like, I could possibly reach out to to see if they wanted a partner? And he was like, you could look on Google. And I was like, sick. Mm, I hate that. (laughs) Right. So I like looked on Google and of course, like there was not really much of anything. I called a couple of those places that probably seemed so ridiculous, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) truly. So, um, yeah, I was like, okay, that didn't work. But I was up in Northern California with Alex, Mm -hmm. who I mentioned earlier, and I kind of told her about what I wanted to do. And she was like, you know what? I know this girl, Kristen why don't I just see if, you know, she's into it. Like her husband owns this farm and like, maybe it'll work out. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. So she's like, they're out in angels camp. Um, and I drove up to NorCal to like have a weekend with her. I don't remember what I was doing up there. Honestly, I go up to Northern California a lot. Um, but I was like up there and then I drove out to angels camp, which is literally like in the middle of nowhere. And they showed me, you know, like pictures of the farm and we talked about what we could do. And like, I was like, this is a good lead. I don't know if it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like just based on like what they had and what their operation was and stuff. I was like, they're awesome people. I don't know if it's the right fit. So I was just like, okay, like maybe this will work. And then I reached out to um, the woman that owns Paradiso because she and I was already up there um, and she was like, you know, come out and see our facility. Maybe you'll like that. And we can kind of talk about what you're trying to do. Nice. So I was like, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> so I drove around for 10 hours that day oh, around wow. Northern California, like literally just, and then I drove home oh, so, no. like, to LA. So like, it was the longest day for me. I drove to like angels camp and I was up in like the mountains like um near Leland Meadows which nobody knows what that is and then like down to Salinas and then back to LA but when I met with Paradiso I was like this is what I'm trying to do I'm trying to white label like would you guys be interested in that and they were like we already kind of have two brands in-house Paradiso and Dovetail great cannabis Mm -hmm. great great brand um 
but like you know we could connect you with people we know and I was like okay so it was like really like a wild goose hunt for me to be like okay like who am I gonna work with Mm -hmm. um and like she was like if you ever need weed like sponsorship or like whatever like we got you like Mm -hmm. they're awesome and I felt like everybody I connected with on the way definitely had a purpose and they were kind and like you know whatever like even if they weren't 100 percent willing to help me mm-hmm. um I did feel like it was like kind of necessary so yeah I was like discouraged at that point mm-hmm. so I will say you have to find the right partner it is really important yeah um but I reached out to another one of the people that we worked with at Flowers and Flowers the first time. They were one of our product sponsors called Beco Flower. Mm-hmm. It's a black woman-owned business, nice. um, locally owned. And I was just like, you know what? Let me reach out to this woman, oh, Tanika, and see what's up. <laughs> you know? So we get on this Zoom call, and I am, like, just, uh, I don't even know, like, devastated. Like, I'm just, like, over it. I'm just like, okay, hey Tamika like my name's Ariana I'm from Minnesota like this is my backstory of being a woman of color in the fashion industry and like all this stuff and I like I'm trying to sell weed and I like like I was just like do you think this is even possible for me you know like at that point I was just like dude like am I dumb Oh no. You know, and I like am I naive? Like I was just like so, you know, like at the end of the road with yeah. it. And she was like, not she was like, first of all, I think your story is great. Like I'm also from the Midwest, you know, like brown girls from the Midwest. We have a different experience than a lot of other people in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just like, Not only do I think it's possible, I think I can just help you do it. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was that. like, right and I was just like really like really oh my gosh that's so awesome <laughs> yeah so I was stoked and she was like yeah you know we I have these avenues that we can kind of go through um to get you onto certain websites into certain retailers like she's a big compliance person in the cannabis industry um and like has her brand and like does a, just a lot of things so she was like we can connect you in there and that's I was so like awesome. okay sick um yeah so like it was Oh my gosh, I want to say like probably like a month and a half of me just like searching, doing research, like setting up meetings, like trying to figure it out before I even just got the yes. Mm -hmm. And then the journey started, you know, so. Well, sometimes it takes a while to get what you're looking for, but it's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like I definitely wanted to a couple of times. I feel like. I understand that. So I like documented this process too like via video there are literally videos of me crying and i'm like i can't post this (laughs) like i can't post this i feel it though sometimes like all you can do is cry like you're at your end and you're like what am i supposed to do now literally and like i was there are so many moments that i have daily maybe where i'm like should i just go back to the fashion industry and work a regular job and like right when things start to go wrong anyway i don't know if it's daily but i one of my best friends runs a very successful engagement ring company east west gem company shout out to them (laughs) um and she i was like do you ever think about giving up and she was like dude if you don't think about giving up like you're not trying hard enough true and i was like okay cool i just needed that Uh, so what's your favorite thing about like having your own company and like doing all of that um, I think it's the creative freedom to create whatever I want mm-hmm. because when you have a brand, when you have an LLC, especially, 
you can open up as many little tiny branches of your company as you want and expand into whatever creative field that you want to. Nice. Um, so, you know, we do plants, we do florals. We also like, I do things that are yoga based and like Reiki healing based and things like that too. Oh, awesome. So like just being able to kind of lean into all of the things that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having that time freedom too, because that was my biggest beef. Like I love designing and I love fashion. It was just the fact that I had to be there all day. Yeah. I understand like, that. It's <laughs> nice working for yourself. Like you, you like you have so much freedom. Right, exactly. And I just like being on somebody else's timetable has never worked for me. I feel like it's, yeah, like my biggest gripe about office life in general um, is that people feel like they're like giving so much of their time to this place. And like for me, I was micromanaged a lot, like getting up from my desk too much, talking too much. And I was just like, dude, (laughs) I am not. 12 you know it's just like like you got you can't just you you can do whatever you want in that aspect like why do you have to be micromanaging like it's exactly managing it's something that's not relevant for them to be upset about you know right and I never felt like my performance was bad like I obviously like got promotions and raises and Mm -hmm. by the end of you know where I wanted to be I was just you know like at this place where I was like I'm the accessories designer for Atlo Yoga like I'm the one person that designs accessories. I mean, there was a team of people, but like it did feel like, you know, I had gotten to a point where there was a lot of responsibility and power and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I was just like, it's just like within this space, though, yeah. you know, like I have a whole other life that like is on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people feel like that with their full-time jobs, like not to bash office life like super hard or anything, but I do feel like some people feel like they are just like their their actual personal life is sitting on the back burner yeah. because they're giving so much to work. Yep. And like, I don't know, like I'm 30 now, like I would like to have a life yeah, <laughs> like, before it's too late. Yeah, I agree. Everyone's like, oh, we need to work, work, work. And it's like, no, you need to live your life and do what's actually important. Right. I was always kind of that kid that was just like, none of this makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was always like, so you're telling me, like, I remember when I learned about taxes and I was just like, I was like 14 or 15, like working at IHOP. And I was like, why did they... <laughs> take money out of my paycheck literally I saying I was like I don't understand like give me the money like I worked I should have the money literally I was like but I was here doing my job it's it's a whole thing that I've struggled with for a long time it's just like the way that things are kind of built and kind of breaking out of that to be able to be like I can live a different life Mm -hmm. exactly I think a lot more people are realizing that they don't have to be working for someone else and they can you know do everything their own like i think tiktok was a big part of that like so many people that had no like presence online or anything now are like super famous and like do all these great things with brands and it's because of like social media and like people wanting to work for themselves right exactly and i just feel like a lot of people have values and talents that they aren't really like put in a space to be able to share yep you know like It's like, oh, I never knew that you were so good at singing or dancing or whatever. And it's like, you never gave me that space to share that with you. So, like, how could I, you know? And it's like being able – like, social media definitely creates that space for people because some Mm -hmm. people really don't have a place to go to express themselves or a place to go to feel 
safe enough to do something Mm -hmm. that's a little bit out of what they're known for yeah so i totally agree i think social media is a great thing like people hate on tiktok but i think tiktok's one of the greatest things to come from like the pandemic i don't even know when it started but i started using it after like halfway through the pandemic and i was like this is great tiktok was the reason why we had such a huge turnout for the first flowers and flowers see that's awesome I literally asked so many people because it was definitely like a younger-ish crowd, like yeah. people that were more like 21, 22. Okay. Um, and I was just like, how did you guys hear about the event? And they were like, TikTok. And I was like, wow, oh, I'm wow. so glad we made all of those really dumb TikToks because they were <laughs> kind of dumb. Like, <laughs> oh, they were just funny. like silly trending sounds and we just like made whatever dance or like whatever we were supposed to that was trending mm-hmm. and t- like did little captions for the event. But people saw them. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that so much. Right. I only had to embarrass myself on the internet a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like, with having the weed company, like, do you kind of, like, pick what strains you want in, like, your products? Or is it kind of, like, how does that work? So, I work with a facility. So, um, the license that I work with under Bico, they have a production and distribution license, as well as a couple other ones. But that like I think are in the works of like being fully okay. executed um but that means that we can yes do all of our own product development when it comes to sourcing product and then kind of putting that together mm-hmm. and then um distribution is also straight out of our facility as well so being able to you know like distribute product to whatever retailers and stuff so there is a lot of freedom there mm-hmm. that's not always the case for everybody if you work with like a bigger corporation it might be different yeah so yeah we're a little bit smaller but um yeah i feel like for the first pre-roll we it was called juiceo flowers and flowers which means flowers and flowers please juiceo (laughs) means please in korean i love that yeah biko is a nigerian korean company okay so um we kind of it was like a plant bitch x biko collab pre-roll okay so it was for our debut and like i would definitely recommend this for people too so this is also like a hot tip so if you want to scale your business and be taken seriously in any industry you need to have some sort of proof of concept right yeah so being able to be like we made this and people bought it and this is how much money was sold of it you know Mm -hmm. um so and like this is how much it costed too and all that so that people understand like okay there's like some sort of revenue coming in or they're taking a loss or whatever it may be so all those things considered um we did decide to do a collab pre-roll just because Biko is already on the market so collaborating with a brand that's already known so that people are more inclined to purchase it yeah um and then also doing something that gives you an edge so our pre-roll was like 42 percent or something like that oh, wow. um, because it was infused with ice water hash and thc oh nice yeah and as thca burns it transforms into thc like when it's heated mm-hmm. so it just like made it's like a high that kind of like builds it's nice. very like i love it i feel like it's like a very creative pre-roll that sounds awesome um, yeah if you're in california you can find it on ease <laughs> nice. I will be looking for that when I go there. Yes, yes. Um, and I believe you can buy it in, like, pretty much any part of California. Like, you can buy it in San Francisco. You can buy it in San Dimas. You can get it in L.A. So That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so 
just kind of like putting that together, I definitely did work with um, Tamika's husband and partner in business, and he kind of like runs the distribution facility. So Tamika runs the brand, he runs the distribution facility and uh, operations and all of that. And he definitely was kind of like that guiding hand and like, we think that this is the product we can source and like, this is the ice water hash we should use and all of that. So I did have a lot of guidance for my first product, Proof of Concept. Mm -hmm. When we independently launch this summer, I think that I'm going to kind of take a more like individualistic approach in terms of PD. I definitely want to ask them for their advice and stuff. I just have a little bit more of a clear vision of what I'm trying to bring to the industry, mm-hmm. which is herbal and botanical infused pre-rolls nice. and flower. That's awesome. Yeah, so. It's bitch. So, yeah, you know, I really need that. different things that we could bring to the industry that haven't been done as much. I mean, I know there are a couple of products out there that do that. I've definitely had this idea for a long time. So mm-hmm. now it's just kind of time to execute. Yeah. Oh. But that involves, you know, a whole different process of research and development and all of that because it's like, okay, which smoke, which herbs are smokable? Yeah. And then like, this is like a different grade of herbs, you mm-hmm. know? So like, there are certain herbs you can sell in a store for like food consumption, and then there's a certain grade of herbs that you can, you know, smoke, and they have to be untreated and like all this stuff. So, okay. so gotta- there's a lot of there's something that I've learned in cannabis is that there's so much red tape that you can almost not ever do something not wrong. Yeah. I've heard that a lot. It's really hard to do stuff out there or any legal state for that matter. Right. The amount of mistakes that I have made is unreal. Well, mistakes are good because then you learn from that. Exactly. You learn from it. And I feel like it's also just like, it's a crash course every mm-hmm. single day, you yeah. know, like working with, um, for the second flowers and flowers, working with a retailer this time around and actually selling weed out of an event compliantly and legally was like mm-hmm. a whole different volume. You know, yeah. we had to track all of our deliveries and make sure that everything was dropped off at the right time mm-hmm. and then like make sure certain products were in this room or that it was like very, and a lot of that was just me, like, learning as I go, figuring it out, like, really trying to make the best choices. Mm-hmm. And then, like, later on, figuring out, like, oh, we actually could have done it this way, and it probably would have saved us all some time and energy. Yeah. And being like, well. Well, um, at least you're, like, getting it done, though. Like, you're actually out there, like, doing what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, today is actually one of those days where I'm just going to, like, kind of sit down and look at the business and, like, how I plan to expand a few things mm-hmm. and, like, what our timeline is looking like mm-hmm. based on, like, the timeline I created at the beginning of the year because mm-hmm. things shift. Yeah. But, well, yeah, like, I do think that things are progressing and, like, we have a lot of really great growth and that makes me really happy to see. Good, good. I love that. What do you think is, like, the best way for, you, like, you to advertise either, like, the weed or just, like, your other brand, like, all together? Uh-huh. Word of mouth and events. Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking, um, too. people in the same room, having that community, even if they're virtual events, mm-hmm. like, honestly, posting on Instagram is gonna get you shadow banned. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Instagram sucks um, right now. And, and also, like, Plant Bitch already, you know, we have 
I think like a little over a thousand followers because nice. we've all we've been like shadow banned for so long just because our name is Plant Bitch. Yep. Like we're not on people's FYP mm-hmm. <laughs> like ever, you know. So um, and the most growth that I've seen has been through, you know, doing collaborative posts with other people yeah. and like being able to expose my community to other people's communities through events mm-hmm. and me personally going to every single freaking networking and marketing event that exists in LA and being like, hi, my name's Ariana and this is my business plant bitch LA. And this is what we do. You know, it's, I mean, like from being isolated and being in the pandemic Mm -hmm. to just like going outside and introducing yourself to every single person on this planet in this city has been like, it was a lot for me. And Mm -hmm. like, I, I was there to network. So, like, for me, like, if I go with somebody, I'm just going to, like, stand with them and, like, talk to them and socialize with them. So I would show up alone. Oh, that's so smart. Like, yeah. So, like, and I would always find people. I'd always just, like, sit next to a group of girls or, like, introduce myself or, like, Mm -hmm. I was at this, like, sneaker event and I used to design footwear. So I found, like, a bunch of designers and we were talking. So, like, there's always somebody to connect with. Mm -hmm. There's always somebody that you're going to find common ground with. Yeah. Um, and I think if you really have like some sort of passion behind what you're doing, people will start to get really cute, like curious about you. They definitely will. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that, you know, like you get very, like I've made so many friends through these networking events and like invited them to my full moon gatherings and like hung out with them one-on-one just from like being like, we're just here meeting for the first time. (laughs) I love that. You can meet so many people with going to events and like, I feel like there's people out there who, don't like those settings you know but like they're really good because you meet all types of people right and also I feel like there's always some sort of common ground you know whether I'm going to a cannabis event and everybody's here because they work in the cannabis industry or I'm going to this sneaker launch and you know a bunch of people are here that are designers Mm -hmm. or you know whatever it may be like there's always some sort of or it's just like I'm here because my friend invited me and my friend knows people so therefore I'll meet people you know like it's really not that complicated sometimes I agree events are such a good thing I've been thinking about um kind of doing an event sorry that mail truck is so loud Um, you're good I don't know exactly I do kind of know exactly what I want to do but I was kind of mentioning it to Alex and she said it's a lot of work, like, a lot goes into making event illegal, because I was talking about, or making it legal, because I was talking about having, like, you know, vendors there selling weed and stuff, so it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier. So if I do want to do it, I definitely need to do some research. Right, so you definitely just need a, and I don't know how it works in Florida, but I believe that you would just need a compliant delivery license mm-hmm. that is able to deliver cannabis on site and be the sole retailer of whatever product you bring in so like retailers couldn't just sell weed independently mm-hmm. but the retailer could bring it and okay. they could place like order with whoever you know is popping up at the event so i mean when you say it like that it seems easy enough yeah, I mean, and then you got to keep track of all the products and figure yeah. out what's been delivered and make sure that people show up when they say they're going to show up. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think definitely I Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say there is a responsibility in terms of, like, your whoever you partner with buying into those units as well. So it's just, like, yeah. also, like, 
how much weed do we want to buy? Because also we got to make sure we sell it. Yeah, true. Very true. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a lot of if I did, if I like did the event, I think I would want to do it like in a legal state, like probably California, not Florida, just because Florida sucks. Like, and no one wants to go to a weed event in Florida. That's not fun. It's medical there, right? Yeah, it's medical. And there's, like, weed events that I've been to where it's, like, I'm definitely allowed to smoke there and buy stuff there. But it's, like, the last event I went to, I bought some hash rosin from some guy. And he's, like, oh, like, follow our Instagram. So I, like, followed the Instagram or, like, went to go look at it. And he had, like, 500 followers. And he's, like, posting his daily life photos. And I'm, like, what is this? Like, this is not the type of event that I want to be at. Right. It's just, like, not even really a brand. It's just, like, a guy. Yeah, literally. It's just throwing stuff like, in that's backyard. Fine. Thanks, guy, but, yeah. like, I am, like, trying to, like, pursue something a little bit more, literally, like, In- solid, yep. anyway. Like, I'm sure he has great products, yeah, but... Yeah, oh, it was very good, but... So do, so do a lot of people that, you know, you could just buy back-end weed from. Yep, literally. <laughs> so, no hate on that. I definitely have my homies that, like, home-grow things, too. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, like I get it, especially when you're trying to like break into an industry and California definitely has that because we've been like, I mean, cannabis was legalized in what, 2016, 2015, I got here in 2015 and I believe it was legalized the next year recreationally. Yes, it's been a while. Yeah, we've had a lot of infrastructure Mm -hmm. to like kind of put up over Mm -hmm. the years. I mean, I think it's still developing so much. I almost feel like crazily enough in 2023 like I'm still here at the beginning like being here within the first decade mm-hmm. is like crazy you know yep um so yeah I, I've seen it grow and change so much even in the past like seven months I've really only been doing this since last October okay. September like I went on my journey in July and I like kind of started speaking to Tamika in like September so nice. like yeah, it hasn't even been a year, and we find we got a product up. So I was very that's awesome. Stoked. Yeah, I, love I that. feel like yeah, and like it'll take a little bit more time, I think, to get the plant bitch cannabis stuff out. But I'm hoping by mm-hmm. the next flowers and flowers fest. I think for sure that it'll grow a lot with the fest. Oh, for sure. I think that you know so many people are aware of the brand now mm-hmm. and. Like, even if they have no idea who I am, which is fine. Like, I would rather kind of, like, hide in the shadows a little bit more. Um, I think that the fact that people know what Plant Bitch is is awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I've met people that have been like, oh, like, you're Plant Bitch? Like, oh, my gosh, I already follow you. I love that. Like, so cool. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah, it's really cool. It's been, like, a really dope. I got, like, somebody called me out in a dispensary one time, and I was like, oh, oh That's so like, awesome. <laughs> but, oh, like, I it's been, yeah, really, like, a cool and, like, very fast journey. Like, I think something that people need to remember is that day-to-day, you probably think your life is really boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, day-to-day, you probably think that, like, nothing's really moving or, like, things aren't moving as quickly as you'd like like to but like if you look back on the last like six months of your life even you could probably say that like a lot of things are completely different yeah literally I agree with that 100% so like and I definitely have seasons where I'm just like nothing's moving nothing's Mm -hmm. going working yeah um and then I look back and I'm like oh my gosh we accomplished so 
and like had you know in the last less than two years we've done or less than one year we've done two flowers and flowers fests Mm -hmm. you know like do you know when you're having the next one in august oh nice some saturday in august there's only four of them okay well if i'm free maybe i'll fly out there and go to it yes i would love that there are yeah yeah i mean there are quite a few people that actually come from out of town like a lot of our artists and stuff like that and they'll bring their people so that's awesome yeah like definitely please come out i would love to have you we could even have you like cover the event in some way or another that'd be awesome you like us pass yeah i mean we're gonna have a great lineup we have some really cool things like happening in the background right now that i'm not gonna talk about yet but keep it a secret it's better that way like like music and stuff like that i think people are really gonna be like wow that's Um, awesome I mean, I was. I was like, I can't believe this is real life. So (laughs) (laughs) we will see how everything kind of plays out. But I definitely would love to have you at the next Flowers and Flowers. I think you'd really love it. I think so, too. Um, And the the space is so cool. We are going to do it at the same spot at the Dream Factory. And, like, that team, that space, like, everything about it is just so sick. So. Well, I'm excited for you. It's going to be awesome. Thank you. I'm really excited, too. And, yeah. I would love to meet you in real life. Emma. Me too. Oh my gosh, it'd be so awesome. Right, and I think Alex will be there too. So like, oh we can my all... god, that'd be great. That would be amazing. So, well, I'll definitely plan yeah, on making yeah. a trip out there in August. Yes, I would love that honestly. And I'm so sorry if I like completely talked your ear off about my journey, but no, it been... I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> um, I thought it was literally awesome. We have like so much. I feel like, and people are gonna love this. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and I hope that you listened to my past episodes that I've been posting. Um, I can't believe this is number 18 now. Um, I'll tag her social so you guys can follow her and check her out. And hopefully if you're in California, you can go to her festival. But let's take a rip. Okay guys, thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day, great week, and I hope you get zooted.